Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself. Hi, everyone. Sorry we're a little late. <laughs> yeah, you see, we had a really fun plan for, you know, covering um, this week, which is May the 4th, which is, you know, Star Wars. Actually, and Revenge of the si- of the 5th. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did that. <laughs> so, yeah, we had it all planned out to do, like, a, an on-topic thing. You know, except the fact that the weeks didn't quite add up that way. Uh, yeah. We counted our weeks wrong. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> sorry, we're here now, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so, happy May the 4th, or Revenge of the 5th, when this would go out, I guess, because mm-hmm. it's the Wednesday. Um, so we decided to, you know, it, it makes sense to cover Star Wars not so super often, and it feels like the best sort of time to be doing it because you know it's it's the, that time where they celebrate stuff. I'm sure they're going to release some um, Star Wars related figures and shenanigans and all probably, that stuff, which you know I'm excited for. Uh, I enjoyed The Mandalorian, uh, which I have finally seen. I still haven't watched it. So, full disclosure for anyone who's wa- who's listening to this, I love the Star Wars movies, mm. <clears throat> but um, since Disney took over, the, just the intense amount of content that they have output, yeah. um, <laughs> I have That's not fair. kept up with all of it. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. Solo, although from what I've been told, I'm not missing much. Um, yeah, uh, that to be fair, when it went from, you know, like three movies every couple decades to what it is now, that's a fairly big jump, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's also just, you know, having time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we're adults now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we are keeping up with as much as possible with Star Wars. I only just recently saw The Mandalorian. Um, and I'm probably not going to watch the third season when it's released because time, but mm-hmm. I will certainly try my best. Um, I'd recommend it though when you ever get time for it. But yeah. Um, so yeah, we decided as we've not actually done it before, which is a bit surprising. We're gonna. It is actually. Yeah. Oh no! I think we didn't do it because the final one hadn't come out yet. Oh, that might be the case, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> but that might have been our original plan. And... I still haven't seen the last one. I'm a bad Star Wars fan. But I just... Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I liked the characters enough from the newest editions that I... Mm. Like, I'm one of those people that can still enjoy a movie with spoilers. So for anyone who hasn't seen the movies and plans to put on your spoiler you know, earplugs or whatever. Yeah. But I'm aware that people die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and it's a very polarizing movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, to be fair, all of the, the, the last three are fairly polarizing mm-hmm. in some kind of way. But, yeah, we've decided that we're not going to be super, like, um, we're not going to be the, the bad kind of Star Wars fan. <laughs> We're going to be the good one and talk about just our favourites, which yes. we both still have, even if, you know, there's still, there's like 11 movies. Well, 12, I guess, if you count the holiday special. Well, and if that. you consider the Ewok movies that were spinoffs, uh, they're not true Star Wars movies, though. Oh, yeah, no, I do. But it is the that. same universe. It is, yeah. I do um, like those movies. I like the Ewoks. I'm one of those people. I like the Ewoks too. They're but, cute. Why, well, you but know. there are people who really hate the Ewoks. <laughs> there are. Um, there are also people who don't like that when they were re-releasing the movies on Blu-ray that they made the Ewoks blink with CGI. And I got to admit, it does make them a bit more creepy. A bit. I don't like the CGI remastering, 
because I do not like that the original actor for Anakin was replaced by Christian Haydenson. Hayden Christensen. Whatever his name is. I I understand the logic behind it because technically it's a return to when he was, quote unquote, a good Jedi. But I don't like it. No, that's totally fair. I also am in two minds about them changing Boba Fett's original voice actor to be Jango Fett's um, voice. Mm -hmm. Because obviously them being a clone, it would make it makes sense. Yeah. I understand why, but I don't necessarily like it. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. some of the CGI stuff they threw in. I'm like, eh, whatever. Doesn't really yeah. add or take away from the movie, in my opinion. And then there's just a couple of things, like the Anakin thing at the end of the third movie, where yeah. I'm like, mm, no, no. You need to. I, I I would be more okay with it if you could get the original versions, but it's something that you can't buy. The mm-hmm. last time they released the original versions. On like a disc or something like that was in 2005. Well, and I think that's the version that I actually have. The one I have, it's a box set of all of the original movies. And it includes the original version, but it also has the remastered. Yeah, like, and it's like the in that mini slip box kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, uh, I, I have, uh, I had those but I, I don't have them anymore because I'm not sure where they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I know they, like, sort of release them for, like, Revenge of the Sith, I think, when, like, because, yeah, the saga's complete, woo, until Disney later. But that's fine. Mm. Well, we're, we're, we're very good with tangents. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's at least all Star Wars related. <laughs> it is. That's better than some of our tangents. That is really true. Um, on another tangent, I've been really enjoying Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order came out in 2019 i didn't get it in 2019 um i want to say i didn't get it because my pc couldn't handle it at the time Mm. so i I didn't bother uh but i've uh, done a couple of sort of things to make my pc be able to play newer games and i enjoyed it immensely it's a really nice like in the gap between three and four game i really enjoyed it i want the sequel and there's going to be a sequel because it was massively popular and oh, super cool. successful. I haven't played it, but I've heard good things. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, doesn't really touch too much on the mythos that we're familiar with. It's like a tightly, like it's a very uh, intimate story for just like this group of people. And like you interact with a couple of familiar faces, like like mm-hmm. you see, spoiler alert, you see Chewbacca, but you don't really get to talk to them. Um I'm not going to say anything else because that would be big spoilers. <laughs> um, but you know, um, this is before like the original trilogy, like um, like Han, Leia, and Chewie, and all that kind of thing. Are not Leia, not Chewie, Luke, obviously, uh, are old enough to be part of the rebellion and all that kind of thing. So it's it's very mm-hmm. it's a very separate kind of thing. Uh, and it's got its own story, and it, it works really well. And I'm excited to see what they do with it later because it's very the way it ended was very very interesting. But that is about as much as I'm going to talk about that. So we are going to discuss our top five movies, and we're doing five because like past a certain point for me, they all kind of blend into one nebulous kind of blob. <laughs> I don't know if that's the same for you, Heather. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, like this, this, uh, yeah. So we're we're, we're just going to do our top fives, just so you know we, we can actually give some reasons as to why. Uh, I guess I could go first with my fifth one, and my fifth one is going to be Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Episode Seven, the twenty fifteen one. I really enjoyed the experience of it when it came out. I liked the film. Yes, it it was like it was very similar to A New Hope in that kind of way. Um, I liked what they did with it. I liked the start of Finn's character arc way more than I liked the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was really good. I wish Luke was in it a bit more personally, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. It was it was a good time. Uh, like it all felt like it made sense at least somewhat before obviously they had the issue with like losing directors and then going back to mm-hmm. JJ in the ninth one uh, it, it felt more 
like, for lack of a better word, directed, I guess. And I enjoyed it. It was decent. <laughs> I liked I liked the spin they took on things. Yes, there are problems, but there are problems with every Star Wars movie, so, you know. I mean, yeah. 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 Especially, honestly, like, this is a small tangent, but I feel yeah. like any major fandom, no matter what it is, Harry Potter, um, Star Wars, Star Trek, like, any of the major, major geek and nerd fandoms... Like you know, Game of Thrones, yeah. Supernatural, any yeah. of those things. There's always going to be someone who has a problem with how things were done or feel oh, like yeah. it should have been done differently. That's just I mean, the way it is because there are so many people who are so invested in the characters, you can't get around it. Oh, of course not. Like with Doctor Who, I'm a massive Doctor Who mm-hmm. fan. We've talked about this before. I don't like every episode. I mean, I don't. I, there are very few that I hate or whatever. Right. But, you know, and but uh, I can definitely watch things like, oh, okay, I wish things had gone a bit different. Especially like for milestone things and multi doctor crossovers and all that kind of thing. We all have a, all, our own ideas of what we want, but mm-hmm. they can't do everything. <laughs> yeah, so. I I have to say some of my least favorite episodes are the ones that leave you just creeped out. <laughs> I mean, like don't blink. <laughs> I, I mean, I love Dumbling. I think the concept is great, and I think it's never done better. Yeah, I, I think it's an amazing concept, but I, the idea of being in that same situation, just like, ugh. no, that is fair. That is fair. It was definitely very, very well done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, my fifth is Force Awakens. I think it's generally <laughs> the best of the the new uh, trilogy, and that's kind of going to give away that they're not going to appear on my list again. I will say, though, as a tangent, I really nearly put The Last Jedi on here, but it has just a few too many things I don't like for it to be there. So <laughs> okay, um, so for me, my number five is not part of the primary storyline. My number five okay. is Rogue One. Okay, that's fair. I So I am one of those people who really, really loves behind-the-scenes special features on DVDs. Like, I love to watch those and see how they did things and what happened in the background. Um, And so for me, Rogue One was, like, a really, really well-done behind-the-scenes feature. (laughs) Like, Like the backdrop to episode four, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Exactly. So, I mean... It, obviously, on its own, it was also a very good movie, very poignant, mm. and I enjoyed I the care. I enjoyed the main characters. Um, so, but I think for me, part of the reason why it pushes its way up into the top five is because specifically of like my love of knowing what's going on behind the scenes, and you know, that classic scene when they're going over the battle plans for. Going up against the Death Star. Both of the spies died for this. Yeah. And they talk about the spies that died. And you never, like, you can just, the actress did such a good job showing just, like, this haunted look when she talked about it. This, like, haunted, sad, resigned look. Like, you know something went down. Like, you know something awful happened. But you never find out what it was. And then they gave us what it was. That's fair. Rogue One is a weird one for me. I enjoy the concept quite a bit, and I enjoy the film a lot. I personally just think that there wasn't quite enough personality in the characters for me. Like, going into the movie, you know they're not going to come out of it. Mm -hmm. And part of me didn't care enough that these characters were dying. It was (coughs) emotional, especially for... Like Genosa and Cassian, uh, like those two had a bit more of personality, but the rest mm-hmm. of them, like, obviously it's a movie, you can't, like, and these characters being introduced and dying in the same movie, it's difficult to get that personality across. I would have just preferred it if there was a bit more for everybody and not just for Jin. That's all. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie and I especially enjoyed the, like, the fleet arriving and the Darth Vader scene at the end. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> just blanket spoilers if you've not seen the Star Wars movies this is not the thing to, to be listening to I mean yeah that's true so uh, yeah I really enjoyed the movie but I just wish there was a bit more personality and like what they were going to be doing on in their life like you know that do, do you I guess that's kind of what I, I would have liked to have seen more of like because obviously you know that they're not going to get there but it would have mm-hmm. been nice to have it 
I guess. That's just me. Uh, right, so my number four then. My number four is definitely not going to appear on your list. Which means it's from the first series, or the... The prequels? The prequel yeah. episodes. Yeah. I don't like the yes. prequel episodes for anyone who hasn't listened to us talk about Star Wars before. You don't like the prequels. No. This one is Revenge of the Sith. And while I think that the prequels definitely leave a lot to be desired, I really think that episode three had a lot of good going for it. It had some solid acting. It like Ewan McGregor and Ian McDermott did a fantastic job. Even Hayden Christensen did a really good job in that one. Personally, I think better than the other ones, at least. Uh, he did better than the second movie. Of, yeah, I think he found his groove a little bit because I don't. He was a fairly fresh actor at that point, and he liked some good direction, which isn't necessarily the actor's fault. I know. Well, and um, I've I've said before too. Like I've seen what's it, Hayden Christensen. Hayden. I've yeah. seen Hayden Christensen in other movies and other shows and thought he did a good job. Like, yeah. he can act. I do not think he was given good direction on how to portray Darth Vader pre this, pre-changing into Darth Vader. I think there are moments where he does a really good job, and I think there are moments where he comes off as a petulant, whiny bee um, instead fair. of totally coming off as, like, the ultimate... Like, we're family friendly, so I can't say some of the words I want to use. Like, <laughs> Dark Lord. Just Dark yeah. Lord of the Sith. There we go. Yeah. Um, I think the Clone Wars did a really good job of doing that, personally. I don't know if you've ever seen much of the Clone Wars. I've seen that. a few episodes here and there, but I haven't seen enough to... But I've heard yeah. that before. I've heard that the Clone Wars did a good job. Yeah. The, the, well, the, the character has more room to breathe because they've got... They're filling in such a big gap. Mm-hmm. So... I, I, I think it's done better there. I wish it was done better in 3, but 3 does a really good job of making, like, of wrapping up the saga, just generally. Yeah. And I really enjoy Ewan McGregor and Ian McDermott. They do fantastic jobs as everyone can I, Yeah, I agree. And the Yoda um, fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, so And also, there's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's coming out in a couple, like, 2022. I am excited like for that. Yes, because it's more Ewan McGregor, so I'm definitely down yes. for that. Yes, and he did so, such yeah, a good uh, job. He did a really good job. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. And uh, the Revenge of Sith, personally, like, I would have liked to have seen that kind of quality and writing and sort of tying up the things, but also in the first two. And then I think the whole thing could have been lifted up higher. But I will also say in regards to the acting thing, because I, I, I had a point and I forgot it, uh, if you don't, uh, speaking of like behind the scenes stuff, uh, the original trilogy, um, Sir Alec Guinness definitely told Lucas where to put some of his script. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it worked out better for it because he he saw some of the lines and said, no, this is terrible and I'm going to change it. And you can't really argue with Alec Guinness, can you? you well, I mean, I guess you could have, but it would have been a bad idea. It would have been really bad idea. So I think Lucas has a track record of not super stellar dialogue and direction is more led by the actors than him. And I think that's where Hayden... I hate sand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To to be fair, he didn't write the line and it's not his fault that he had to deliver it. Yes. But it wasn't good. No, it wasn't. But how do you make that go? <laughs> I don't know, honestly. You don't. You don't. You refuse to say it. That. Yeah, Lucas could have really done with like a dialogue specific person because mm-hmm. he makes amazing worlds. Mm-hmm. Amazing worlds. His dialogue but sucks. In his a lot of places. His dialogue needs work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's my number four. Okay, so my number four is The Force Awakens. Okay. Right. I really liked the start of the new series, mm-hmm. uh, the newest ones that have Ray and Finn and everybody. Um, I liked all the characters. I thought they did a good job of introducing the main characters that you were going to fall in love with as the show went on or as the, yeah, the yeah. episodes went on. Yeah, the movies went on, yeah. And I like Ray a lot. I like Ray a lot too. I know a lot of people. Uh, there are people who have issues with her, and I, you know, I like her. I 
like Finn Moore, I think there was a more compelling story there. Like, especially for a rogue stormtrooper joining the resistance, that was definitely mm-hmm. something I was very excited for. Yeah. Like, to see more of. I wish they kind of explored a bit more in the sequels, but that's especially. Yeah. But but as a good, it was a great start. Mm-hmm. But like, so, so far, I think. Yes. Oh, and I love BB eighty eight. Oh, he's so cute. BB eighty uh, BB eight is adorable. But you, it's the best droid. The just good droid mascots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I enjoyed Han. I enjoyed uh, Harrison Ford in that one. Yeah. Uh, he finally he finally got his wish of his character getting killed off, <laughs> which he wanted from episode four. Because <laughs> he, uh, he thought that he should have died in episode five, which is... I'm glad he didn't, but I can kind of see his point. Yeah. Okay, so... I guess we're kind of at the halfway point now with our list. So... And if you've kept track of our numbers, you probably realise that we both are going to have very similar top threes, but maybe not in the same order. So I think <laughs> now is a fairly good point to go for a break, and then we'll come back and do our top three, which is probably not going to shock anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to this week's mid-roll. So like always, we want to talk about our amazing sponsors, and I'm going to start by talking about World Anvil. World Anvil is the most robust and thorough world building and campaign management software that's out there right now, in my opinion. There's also uh, the fact that they won an Any Award for being so amazing. And you can find them at worldanvil.com. They have all sorts of features that let you build up your world, whether you're a game master wanting to flesh out the world for your players, or whether you're an author and you want to flesh out the world you've created for your audience. Either way, they have two different um, sort of paths you can take when you sign up. You can sign up for free and get all of the basic features, which are still amazing, including things like ways to link characters together or put in their relationship status. You can put um, markings on maps to determine like that location is linked with this person and things like that, which is really fantastic. And if you do want any of the paid features, you can sign up for a guild membership at any point. And I definitely recommend you check them out. That's worldanvil.com. They're also just really nice people and they're constantly putting out updates. Yeah, that's really wonderful. <laughs> All right. Uh, second people we'd like to talk about is Die Hard Dice and Castle Die Hard. Uh, they, as the name suggests, they have loads of dice. Uh, they have metal dice, which they've kind of sort of been pioneering for the past couple of years, where they made their own. Uh, when they make their own um, moulds and they've used them mm-hmm. for all of their sort of products. They have their polymer dice now in those moulds. They have recently introduced their multi-class uh, metal D20s, which you can snap two different half of D20s together, and that's such a cool feature. I love it. They have mm-hmm. great accessories, like they've got their little metal meeples for game boards and that kind of thing. They have their scroll of rolling, which I still love. Um, yeah. They have fantastic options for pretty much anything you're looking for. Uh, they have free shipping in America and they have yes. discounted shipping internationally, which is great. And if you do find things that you like there, you can use the code NerdSmith-MAY to get 10% off your next order with them. So yeah, if you'd like to roll with the rest, all you need to do is go to dieharddice.com. And yeah, we love them. And for for years. So, yeah, check them out. They have amazing dice. Both metal and regular. And with that, we'll get back into discussing our favourite movies uh, in Star Wars. (laughs) Okay, welcome back. So, now we have our top three. Mm -hmm. And these numbers haven't come up yet, so they're probably going to be very similar. Uh, although maybe in a different order. Um, Potentially. My top number three is The Empire Strikes Back. And I think that I might get some flack for that, which is fine. I, I really like The Empire Strikes Back. It's a really great movie. It sits the middle of the of everything really well. 
it ends on a really dour note and the, and they have to you know come back and fight the next time mm-hmm. uh, Hans obviously in carbonite at the end of it they're all separated and they 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 lose like and it's really good that they lose because like it, if they didn't the, if there wasn't you know that kind of back and forth I don't think the saga would be quite as loved. So I really enjoy it. I enjoy the new settings. I enjoy Hearth. I enjoy Luke and Leia. Uh, and Han and Leia. I enjoy Chewie. And I enjoy all of it. It's really good. I enjoy Lando. Lando's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy getting to see the Emperor because that's when they originally sort of came into the movie. They weren't in the first one. And it's good to see more of Darth Vader just, you know, being that intimidating presence that he was in the first one, but just more of. So... I can't really say why it's my third favourite out of these ones. I just, it's where I'm going to put it for now, and then I will cover why the other ones are above it afterwards, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Great movie. But okay. I understand um, that that's not where most people place it on their lists. <laughs> oh, in your experience, is it usually lower? No, it's only the top... Normally number one. Ah. People, a lot of people think The Empire Strikes Back is the best movie. And you're totally entitled to that opinion. Got it. I just like it less than the other ones. And we'll get to why after Heather's done her third one. So, ironically, (laughs) it's actually my number three. Oh, really? Your number three is Empire Strikes Back as well. That's quite interesting. Um, And... Uh, uh, it might end up being for similar reasons. We don't know yet. But so for me, I really, I do really love The Empire Strikes Back. I love all of the first trilogy. That's what I grew up on. Those are my Star Wars movies. But um, you know, I don't know. I feel like, like I really do like everything they did with Empire Strikes Back. I think it was a fantastic middle movie. I think the way that everything at the end just goes so badly for them. Yeah, um, literally the the empire strikes back, mm-hmm. and it's a massive blow. Like it, and it doesn't like. I don't really feel like any of the other trilogies kind of have that. Like, the, okay, Attack of the Clones has the war starting, but you don't really see much of that. In the movies, like you have to, you have to watch the cartoon, the Clone Wars, to really get that that's a problem, which obviously it is. But you don't like; it doesn't feel like a loss at that point. But for the Empire Straight Back, you can see the characters. Like Luke's lost his arm, uh, arm, his hand. He's just found out that uh, spoiler, spoiler, uh, that Darth Vader is his father, and that's shocked his whole world. Mm -hmm. He's like in a really bad spot and everybody else is too so yeah uh, i think it's a really good middle point and really good to see where they can go from there yeah yeah and i would agree with all of those points but but for various reasons it's not my top two that's yeah fair enough i'm a little surprised so my number two my number two is star wars the first one, so, A New Hope. Yeah, A New Hope. Or originally, it was just called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if this movie wasn't as good as it was, there wouldn't have been the rest of them. I understand that, and it's amazing. Alec Guinness does a fantastic job in the role that he does. Uh, he might be a. Uh, it might have been a bit old for the role, but that obviously is more the prequels' fault than the the original's fault. Um. Uh, when you look at them like that, but like he, you can when you watch the scenes where he's discussing the Clone Wars and Luke's father, you, you almost feel like he actually was there and remembers it, which is of course his stellar acting. Um, Luke learning like all of the ways of the Force, so good. The music, the first time you hear the binary sunset mm-hmm. with the start setting suns, oh, it's just there's so much nostalgia there. It's so good. It's just not my favourite, which obviously is fairly obvious at this point. But I feel like it ends on a really good note. Uh, I'm glad they did. They didn't go around of killing Vader because it all like you could, you could infer from the way it ends that 
he was shot at, shot down and killed. But obviously he comes back. But this is because Star Wars was just going to be Star Wars. It was not going to be episode four at the time. It was like it was meant to be a contained film, which is not a problem. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. So episode four, I like it just a bit more than episode five. I, it just has a bit more nostalgia and uh, like um, I just enjoy Luke's, the start of Luke's journey quite a bit. I think it's great. There again. <laughs> okay. Um, so for me, my number two is actually Return of the Jedi. Which I I had a feeling because, like, I'm just going to say it, very few people rank Return of the Jedi at number one. And I understand that. <laughs> so I, I love Return of the Jedi. I love pretty much everything about it. Like, I Leia choking out Jabba the Hutt. Spoiler. <laughs> um, like I said, it. Like, this is not the film to watch. No, yeah, don't don't listen to this if you don't want spoilers. The Ewoks, like all of that kind of like I love the the arcs of the movie and how they got back to ultimately winning, and the fact that Luke didn't just kill his father, and like, yeah, like all those little yeah. bits and pieces they threw in are good. I do feel like I think for me one of the reasons it's not my top one. Is that it feels like they did too much to I a certain degree. That. Yeah, I could understand. Like, that. I love all of it, but mm-hmm. like every section of it, I feel like I almost wish they could have made that a little bit more. But the problem is, if they made like a little bit more of all of those things, the movie would have been like five hours long all on its own. It would have, it would have ended up like Return of the King. Yeah. Yeah. Which. I honestly I wouldn't have had a problem with, but that, <laughs> that's a different point. Um, so yeah, I I'm not going to say much because it is my number one, and I'll get into why in a minute. <laughs> um, so um, so as yeah, well I guess. Oh, and Yoda. Yoda. Oh. I do have to throw oh. that out there. Like I love Yoda, in um. The in, my brain. It's just. <laughs> Um, I love Yoda in both of the, the in two and three, and not two and three. Sorry, I always forget five their number. Yeah, five and six. I I think yeah, of them they, as two and two three. And three to you. The two and three to you. Because the original ones, the the prequels don't exist in my opinion for the most part. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, Yoda's great in both five and six. Mm-hmm. Although smaller part in six, but that's yes, six. it was very poignant though. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess if that's the end of your bit, I'll go mm-hmm. into my top, which is Re- which is Return of the Jedi. I love how the film starts from that low point. I love the whole of Jabba's palace. I love Boba Fett. The only thing I wish is that Boba Fett hadn't had such a ridiculous quote unquote death uh, death scene. He obviously doesn't die there because he's in other media. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I but like he was really intimidating, like. But I, I understand your point. Like some things feel like they went too long. I could definitely maybe cut down a bit on Jabba's palace. Like we didn't need to go out to the Sarlacc pits. Really, it could have all happened in that one area. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like that was just brought in for whatever reason. But I did enjoy. First off, I love Mark Hamill. It yes. all love Mark Hamill in episode six. I love Jedi uh, Knight Luke Skywalker. That is, like, one of my biggest sort of, like, heroes from film and television. Uh, I have his lightsaber on my shelf, <laughs> um, which he... I, I, again, there's a deleted scene where they where you see him put it together. I wish that was in the movie. Like, um, but, you know, that's that's whatever. Uh, like, like I said, uh, I like all of Revenge of the, uh, Return of the Jedi. I love that, like, there is that battle between Vader and Luke... And Vader and Luke nearly snaps, but and he's been in black the whole movie, so you're worried that maybe he is going to turn, and then like obviously the corner mm-hmm. comes down, and it's white, so it's like he's always been that good person underneath. He was never going to change. Like he doesn't kill anyone at that point. Like he he's just embodying that whole point. Like he disarmed Vader, and yes, he maybe used a bit of a bit of anger to do it. But he stopped himself from going too far. 
Yeah. And also, like, again, Ian McDermott in, as the Emperor in that whole bit. Like, especially with talking about uh, Endor and all that kind of thing. Just his so sinister way that he's trying to convince Luke to join. It's amazing. I love all of Endor. I love Ewoks too. I've got to say, I love the I love Ewoks. Them. I've seen the yeah. movies that are the spin offs just about the Ewoks, and I love them both. Yeah. Uh, Endor was great. Uh, it's a wonderful sort of thing. I, I love uh, I love that they're focusing on like Lando piloting the Falcon and you know like I love that everything comes together like all the characters you've met mm-hmm. like throughout the whole trilogy are here to finally get this done including the ghosts and, including the ghosts <laughs> so uh, and yeah um, I love obviously the end where Vader chucks him down the thing giving up his life to save his son that redeem I don't necessarily think that that redeems all of Vader's misactions mm-hmm. but you when you watch the prequels or you, when you should have watched the prequels you could see how he got to that point like I, I wish the prequels did a better job of showing that personally but I just enjoy the whole movie I like that end of Luke like is just so perfect to me and I could gush about it and it's a personal opinion I know that like obviously the cinematography and the music and all of it is great in all of them because John Williams is amazing Mm -hmm. and like the set pieces are amazing it all looks amazing and most of it's practical effects so it stands up if you're watching the originals anyway um yeah if you're not watching the remastered CGI ones and you know like it's just it's just amazing and it seeing the end and every and everywhere in the galaxy happy and celebrating mm-hmm. like uh, I, the only thing I would have uh, the only thing I don't mind actually from the remasters is adding more planets cheer, uh, celebrating after we see more in the prequels I That's don't mind true. that I don't mind that either because, yeah like because it makes sense the, the empire is gone well they like, they thought well the, the empire is gone the first order comes back but like either way, the empire is had a massive blow. It's lost its emperor. It's lost the 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 most feared person in all the galaxy, which is Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Oh, even though he's redeemed at the end, and again, I love that he's redeemed at the end, and I love the ghosts at the party on, yeah. on, on Endor or the forest mood of Endor, I should say. Ah, oh, yeah. Sorry, it's a like this. Just how much longer this movie? I could ramble forever, uh, but I'm going to stop so you can talk <laughs> about your favorite. So my number one is also what I consider episode one because it's the first Star Wars movie and that is yeah. Star Wars A New Hope or as Russ pointed out originally it was just called Star Wars because they thought it was just going to be a one-off. Yeah, Lucas <clears throat> didn't have the money for like other movies. This was, he like and he sold like all of the rights except the, like, the toys merchandising and stuff like that to get the movie made. Mm-hmm. So it almost never happened. But then it became a massive success, and they really shouldn't have let him keep the toy licensing. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's that's just what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, he he used that for all it was worth. <laughs> Absolutely, and um, still is worth. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. So no big surprise. I've mentioned it before. I grew up on the original trilogy, and. So for me, for, I mean, there's a ton of nostalgia with the first movie, of course. Like, this is the first time you're meeting these characters and discovering their personalities. And and I just, I love the story arc of, like, bored farm boy to savior of the galaxies. Like, that whole yeah. story arc that Luke has, I just, I really love it. And, you know, Leia's being all sassy and Han. I mean, Carrie Fisher is just sass. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. So face, good. But... Yeah. <sighs> Leia will always be my general. Absolutely. She and she's just the whole movie is just amazing. Like, yeah. The casting is stellar. Yeah. Well, and I love like the stories behind the casting too. Like with Han Solo and Harrison Ford, the casting there. Like, he didn't really go into audition for that so much. He was working as, like, a carpenter, and they had him read some lines and then decided they liked the way he did it, so it's like, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. Like, <And> what? 
Yeah, and like someone went in for like I think Luke went in for a different uh, like Mark Hamill went in for Han and got cast as Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff like Alec that. Guinness. Where like if if things hadn't been cast so well, like would it have exploded the way it did? And and Alec Guinness, yeah, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> No, if he didn't, it was just a paycheck for him. But even so, he still put the time into making it as good as he could. Mm-hmm. Like he, like by a, like redoing those scripted lines, and it shows. Like when you sort of look back at like the prequels, which I know you say don't exist, but even just <laughs> in, like uh, elements of the of the original trilogy, there are some lines which are not great, <laughs> but Alec Guinness's are all on point, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing you can maybe say is wrong is him calling Vader Darth, like it's his first name because he'd obviously know it wasn't. But that's not Alec Guinness's fault. That's just the fact is that it probably wasn't explained very well. But you know, mm-hmm. this person is you know from your past, and you should know that that isn't their first name. Right, exactly. And if he's not told, but, how is he going to know to change the line yeah, correctly? Absolutely not. But you know, like even so, like just. There's so many amazing story beats in Star Wars. Ugh. Agreed. And I... Yeah, I mean, I there's the cinematography. Like, you mentioned it earlier, but like the first time you hear that score, that, like, epic like, John Williams score, it's just so good. And the, the score playing when he's, like, staring off into the sunset and all sad about his family being gone and just, like, ugh. But, but you can see that, like, this is saying this is the start of something mm-hmm. new and important. And, like, also just John Williams, like, getting John Williams to the music. Oh, like, the stars just converged for these movies. Yeah, it was so good. And, I mean, I admittedly like they cram a lot into it because they're expecting it to be a one-off movie they didn't expect to have a lot of follow-up but even though they crammed a lot in everything they did there i felt like they gave what it needed in order to make the movie balanced and get you to the end like the the pacing is so good yes like and like everyone has really fleshed out reasons and motivations for doing the thing mm-hmm. like Luke just wants to do the right thing and he's convincing Han to come along because there's going to be a reward how big of a reward yeah exactly like, I mean she's um, a princess yeah they, they, it's just like it's just so good like everything makes sense you believe these people are real mm-hmm. like that, and... yeah well and they they, fl- they threw in just enough little snippets here and there to flesh out the characters more in terms of personality without having to take up huge chunks of the movie that they needed for the plot. Like the scene on the um, Millennium Falcon when Chewie is playing that like weird chess monster game yeah. with the droids. Like just like it, it's seriously only like what two minutes of yeah. a video maybe like that's nothing compared to the rest of the movie. But it does so much to show the personality of the characters playing the game. Like, C-3PO being so scared and R2-D2 so, being like, like, what? The, the, the Wookiee win. Yeah, like the Wookiee win. Mm-hmm. But also, like, uh, in regards to that, like, Han Solo, the first time you meet him, he's threatened, just shoots the guy. Mm-hmm. And then just yes, Han shot so, first. He did. Throws and just, the CGI like, remastered some, stuff showing him not shooting first. Han shot first. He absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, like they're just tossing somebody on the bed, uh, the uh, the bar. It's just like sorry for the mess. Mm-hmm. Just and also like just like the lines that capture like their personalities, like like hokey religions and like like the like a no good no match for like a blaster. Like like he knows it's like he could be real, but he doesn't put much stock in it, which is a great sort of turning point by the end of it all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but. Like, they manage to hit their beats so well that, yeah, you just, you know these people. Like, and you understand why they're in this rebellion. Mm-hmm. And you also, like, like Darth Vader, just, like, somebody's just talking, like, bad and trying to be sassy, just choked. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just no time. No time for, for that. Your, yeah, no time for your crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, as we're discussing this, I almost wonder if, like, 
because only because George Lucas is so bad at dialogue. Um, I almost wonder if that first movie that had Alec Guinness in it more, if he kind of like quietly was telling other people like, don't, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there were definitely some hokiness with Darth Vader's lines, but the fact that James Earl Jones is saying them mm-hmm. makes up for it. <laughs> makes up for it. Like it's still intimidating. Like mm-hmm. some of it, like is just a bit off and stuff, but it's just like, he still just choked that dude out. It's like, and just like, like in the later films, like he's choked someone to death. Apology accepted, Captain. It's just, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, not only that, but you know he's so terrifying and so powerful, and you know designed to be such an evil type character in those scenes that it's like you know, even if he talks weird, no one's gonna tell him. Oh, absolutely like, not. Like, that's one of those things where, like, I'm not correcting the boss. I don't want to tell them that. No. Mm. Like, anytime someone has to tell uh, Darth Vader that something's gone wrong, the fear in their eyes is like, oh, dear. Mm-hmm. It's palpable. It, and, like, it's just, it all lands. It's so good. You know. Yeah, and so, then yeah, the end when he like believes in himself and trusts in the force and everything just goes perfectly. Yeah, like and it's like even even so much just to just disable like the targeting reader to so it's not in the way. Like just mm-hmm. every beat works so well. Also, like Han getting his reward and leaving and then having that and him coming back. Like, because you're worried that he might not come back because he's, why would Mm -hmm. he come back? He's not really shown that side of him yet, but he does. And it's just perfect. Yeah. The reformed uh, rogue character. I think that's, I think that's one of the things I like so much about the first movie is how perfectly balanced the main characters are. You've got the, like, the wise sage character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You've got the, like... The, fresh face the, naive. The fresh face naive hero. You've got the sassy woman with power. You've got the um the rogue who's got a heart of gold. You've got the big, yeah. strong, silent, tough guy in the in Chewbacca. You've yeah. got the like always terrified person in the background. In and yeah. you've got the like plucky, like, let's get it done sidekick dude running around in R2D2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, right. and then at the same time, you've got your big, bad, like, enormously evil and huge villain hanging out. Literally, literally taller than anybody. Mm-hmm. His first scene, he's literally lifting a rebel right off his feet, mm-hmm. choking him out and throwing him into a wall. Just amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's so... Yeah, they just, they hit, they hit all the things they needed. <laughs> That is just hit so well, and Harrison Ford did such a good job with it. He really did, and uh, it launched his career. Like I said, like he wasn't really acting or anything before that, no. and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Who's this guy?" And then he was indie, and then he was in Blade Runner and The Fugitive, and so many other good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it absolutely propelled him into into that kind of area, <laughs> and I think. Harrison Ford suited it best out of uh, all three, like the three main, I guess. Like Luke or, or uh, Mark kind of dipped off a bit, but uh, has made a resurgence into voice acting and amazing mm-hmm. things, uh, things there. Well, um, I think you know this. Some of our listeners may not know this, but with Mark Hamill, um, he actually got in a major car accident after the first movie, um, and it and had to have like facial restructuring a little bit like if you look at a picture of mark hamill from the first star wars movies and compare it to the second star wars movies there are noticeable differences in his face and the thing is like with his age and his acting and the type of character he was playing in the star wars movie if he was going to have his career launched he was most likely going to be playing some sort of attractive hero type but it changed his face enough that there were a lot of people who didn't quite feel like he felt that role or filled that role as perfectly anymore. And he had more trouble getting work. Yeah, which 
I'm just going to say it's ridiculous because Mark Hamill is such an attractive man, even still. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't agree with it. I just, like, that's what happened. You know, it's Hollywood casting. Yeah. And then in Carrie Fisher's case, uh, she had some issues with substances and things, too, going on, so. Yeah, well, um, if you want to know more about that, Carrie Fisher has done amazing audiobooks and uh, like books about all of that time, which she's gone into much super detail with it, mm-hmm. which are really great reads. Either way, all three of them are amazing. And yeah. Yes. <sighs> and we love Star Wars because we're nerds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I think this is a fairly good place to generally sort of wrap up. Let us know what your favourites are. And if it's the prequels, great. Go, more power to you. Mm. Yeah. No. No, no, no. <laughs> if it's a sequel, more power to you. Yeah. Uh, just, Everyone's you know. entitled to their opinion. I I personally do not like the first three movies, as I know we've discussed before. Yes. But that doesn't mean you're not allowed to like them. It just means I don't like them. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, let us know what your favorites are. Uh, let us know if you want to talk us to talk about like any of the legend stuff because we we could talk about it. Um, I've got a bit of experience with it and that kind of stuff. I don't know if you're. Uh, I imagine you probably have read some of those books and stuff when you were growing up. Like which like ones? The expanded universe, like expanded universe stuff. I've read a little bit of the expanded universe stuff. Mm. Um, most of the stuff I've read, though, it was, you know, the kind of thing where, like, Leia and Han are married and have four kids that all have force powers, and Chewie has gone back home. Like, it wasn't the legends, it was, like, one of the stories they wrote before the new movies came out. That's fair. We love Star Wars, we hope you enjoyed Mm -hmm. this, have a wonderful May the 4th, hopefully your wallets aren't super crushed by whatever they happen to announce, because obviously we're recording this uh, a few days early but we're sure that's gonna happen uh, they always do feel free to join the nursemith discord um which you can sort of join on nursemith.org uh, which we're in there pretty much all the time mm-hmm. if you want to talk to us about anything really or have topic uh, suggestions absolutely we're very happy to hear them other than that we will see you all in a couple of weeks with a, another topic which we are not sure on yet Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and in the meantime, hap- uh, may the fourth be with you, and happy Revenge of the Sith of the Fifth. The Fifth. It's hard to say Revenge the of fifth. the Fifth. Yes. <laughs> anyway, all right. Have a wonderful <laughs> night, and yeah, see you all soon, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Bye.